Welcome back, everybody. This is the real, in-person, non-AI-created Jason and my partner. The non-AI Jeremy. Yeah. So we're here again for another exciting episode of From the Music Store. we got a couple of interesting things going on. Uh, this is our second show where we don't have a guest, or at least as of yet. We are in the music store. Somebody might walk in. Yeah, they can walk in any minute. It, it's happened before. So when we're doing these segments, we're calling them news bits. It's a little bit of news. It's a little bit of bits. Justin, on the internal news front, we've got something kind of exciting. We actually have a research assistant joining our team. And actually, today, she sent in some ideas for some interviews and bits and things for us to talk about. And you notice I said she, so it's great to have a female perspective. Uh, you know, break out of the stereotype of a bunch of dudes in a guitar store. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, like, just for instance, you know, she threw in some ideas for things that uh, I think my wife would probably agree of. Like, why only 2% of the top producers are women? I feel kind of jerky because I haven't put anything at the top of my list that is really female-oriented. We haven't really spoken to any women in the business yet. So that's kind of not cool on our part. So hopefully now we're going to be having a new uh, a new perspective. Yeah. We're going to hold off a little bit and do a surprise announcement and hopefully get her on air with us. The reason I said the non-AI, Jason, is that as I tell people about our shows and what we're discussing, almost everyone to a T says, were well, you doing an, a bit on AI? And initially, my answer to that has been that I want to get more hands-on experience. In other words, I want to work with some of these AI apps so I can have a first-hand review or an impression of what they are. Some of the stuff I've heard hasn't been that great. And, of course, in the news this past week, there was the fake Drake situation. Um, and it's probably going to happen more and more. But as an educator and a human the concept starts to bother me a little bit. So I'm, I haven't been doing the AI thing because I'm trying to temper myself a little bit. And then just when I think I'm doing that, I see like an, an ad through, I think it was on my Facebook or something this morning from like a, a uh, what was it, Jasper AI. It's a writing AI. So it's like if you need it to write an article. Now, it's interesting that that popped up on my feed today, this morning, just as with the first day that we're bringing on a research assistant who happens to be a real human being to help us come up with stories that involve music, art, and culture, mm. but the humanity of it being front and center. And this, this one AI video ad clip was like, you can crank out content nonstop. I like, wanted to reach through my screen and just punch this kid because <laughs> he's like, hey, you know when you stare at a blank screen and you can't think of anything? This AI will do it for you. And, you know, it's like with music, right? That's, if, the, that's the pot calling the kettle black. Oh, Jesus. You know, <laughs> I mean, you can't just take technology and say, fulfill my, you know, fulfill my life and creative needs by just inventing something because, oh, God forbid, I look at a white piece of paper and my poor little heart can't handle the fact that I can't think of anything. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Do you need me to hold your hand? Like, are you kidding me? This is an old man yelling at clouds again. Yeah, we sound, we sound, yeah, but, we're going we're gonna to sound old, especially right now. And this is why I haven't started the AI bit yet, because I know you'll literally hear me screaming and yelling in the background. But, you know, for me, you know, for years until I blew my knees out, I did a lot of martial arts stuff. 
And the one thing I learned from doing that was really to enjoy the journey, enjoy the process. There is no destination. You know what I mean? It's fine. You get you get all these belts and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's really just I think you can classify people into sure organize them more yeah, than yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't be putting this guy who's been doing this for fifteen years against somebody who's like I just started. Yeah, yeah. Like you you don't need to be yeah. working with that guy. So, but you enjoy the journey, right? And I think that music is the same thing. Like I enjoy. Not having instant gratification. Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, that is the mystery unfolding. And I don't have, my feelings don't get hurt if I look at my instrument and I'm like, ooh, what am I going to do today? Or like, I want to write a song and i like, oh, I can't write a song. What am I going to do? Oh. Yeah, no, I think one of the, one of the best things about playing anything is, is, the, is the journey. It's the walk. I mean... You look. If you do some self-analysis, you look back and go, "I could not do that." Even even from a physical standpoint, like maybe I'm not thinking about, "Oh, what piece of music knowledge do I have to?" Have? No, I mean physically, my body couldn't perform this once before. I couldn't. If a drummer can't separate their limbs and all of a sudden they can, that's that's progression you can track. You go, "Man, I'm really I'm making some headway here." There must be something to this whole practicing thing. Yeah, or like you do that and you're the drummer's playing and somebody starts dancing and you're like, "Wow, I feel good on the inside. I now have a, an emotional response that was created through my work." Yeah. And and I wonder if that whole thing gets removed and disappears once you just start going into AI. You know, you can't, AI to me can't fulfill that human need to be creative or to make someone happy or make somebody sad. Well, it can't, it can't, you have to think, remember the author of those emotions that came out in the music came out from the human element. So there's no way you can author authentic emotion. I always felt that that way with techno music. It's it's this. It's only ever going to be this. It's what, what did George Harrison say? Uh, George Harrison said that the the tempo of the song needs to sort of flow with the rhythm of your heart. So if things speed up a little bit, that's cool. That's human. If things right. slow down a little bit, that's cool. That's human. But with techno music, and this is how I felt when techno and I guess sampling started becoming a thing. I'm like, what I don't like about it isn't necessarily the the the, the content, so to speak. Like, I can get down with some hip-hop, I can get down with some rap, and I can appreciate what the person's trying to say, but I think it's the lack of human beings that created it. Well, and I think that's why probably still pe- people still love the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So we've got other things to talk about. One thing, I, we were talking about songs before, so we had the unfortunate news that um, Gordon Lightfoot passed away this week. So when I think of him passing, it's aligning with the passing of my mother. Gordon Lightfoot was part of, at least up in New Jersey and New York, we would call like there was a station called Light FM. And it would all be, you know, it would be Jim Croce, the Eagles, Gordon Lightfoot, you get American Pie, you know, the list goes on and on. Yeah, a little but, bit. Yes, yeah, I'm thinking about it and it's kind of like, it makes me sad. It's just another person leaving that genre of the light of Light FM. And when I was a kid growing up, Light FM was on in my house and it was never turned off. So in a lot of that way, those those tunes were part of part of my growing up. In in a way, when you think of those artists that are still alive and still around performing, in a way it sort of keeps my mother still alive. Yeah, it's 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 a difficult thing. But I think, you know, you got the recordings, you know? That's what you got. 
The well, recordings yeah. are going to be there forever. They're going to be the thing that, you know, that's just that's what keeps his name going. You don't know Gordon. That's why every single artist who's ever passed on is discovered by someone young. And you're blown away when you hear a young person talk about some person's been dead for the last 40 years or 50 years or even 70 years. I, you know, with the Buddy Holly thing. Uh, I'm in a Buddy Holly tribute band for all those that don't know. And I meet young people all the time. That's the Ravons. The Ravons, yeah. And th- these songs are getting up like 70 years old. And there's like 19-year-old, 18-year-old kids that are like, oh, no. Of course, it's always, it's always you know, promulgated by a, a, a grandparent or something like that. But the fact that they catch on the music and it's, it's like, no, it's still catching on. It's still, it's still, it's still carried on. The torch is still being passed. Yeah, and I have to say, like, sometimes I get amazed when you see, like, a 12 or 13-year-old, some, some of the T-shirts you see them wearing. Oh, yeah. You're like, where, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So moving on in other news, let's see. We've got uh, another interesting feed that came across uh, was a Guitar World article on actors that were bass players that you didn't know. Uh so I, I occasionally flip around on different instruments, and I've said this before in an episode. I convinced my phone spies on everything I do, mm. so it heard me talking about probably one of the new bases that we got, and uh, so now it's kicking out bass articles. But uh, let's see if any of these ring a bell. So we can start with some of the obvious, okay? Uh, the one actor who I never pronounce his name correctly, Keanu Reeves. You did a good job. Now, did you you knew that he was a a bass player? I I did know that. Yeah. Yes, and his band is called Dog Star. They were around in the '90s. Took a break for a long, long time. I guess while he was busy rolling in money and gold and jewels, <laughs> while right. buying people coffee and donuts in diners. He he's an interesting dude. Shows up in very strange places. But I guess apparently they are doing a reunion for this year, 2023. Dog Star. With new material, so hopefully he's been spending that past decade working on his uh, his his slapping technique. Well, he's got those John Wick movies, you know. Yeah, he's it'd be a- cool if like John Wick just like came out and then instead of like shooting somebody, like either pulled out a bass instead of funky thing, and everybody just started <laughs> dancing and it turned into a Bollywood movie, or or he just took the bass and, like bashed some dude over the head with it. It's about all bass is good for these days, yeah. anyway. Uh, bass players gotta love them. Here's another one you probably... Well, speaking of slapping, I'm going to play a little slappage here right now. And you're probably not going to know who this is. But uh, this actor starred in Aquaman. I'm, just, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I didn't see it. Is it, is it Jason I, Momoa? Yes, it is. He's I a did, bass actually, player? I didn't see it either. Okay, yeah, I didn't see that. Um, but yeah, so here he is. He's slapping away and uh, actually... This is Les Claypool on the drums. Oh wow! And he yeah. well, and, and that's 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 a that's a quite the bass player right there. Like, yeah. For all those who don't know, a very experimental band in the nineties called Primus. Yep. Les Claypool. Also, if you were a South Park I fan, I was going to say that's his that's his claim to fame. Probably yes. ma- ma- to the mass audience, right? Yeah, yeah. South Park. The uh, South Park intro theme song is created by Les Claypool. Yeah. So apparently, Jason Momoa digs playing the bass. Uh, I think he was saying that he keeps one in his movie trailer. Here's another one that just is just, I don't know. This one's weird. Ryan Gosling. Oh, wow. Yeah. He has a Los Angeles-based duo called Dead Man's Bones, where he plays the bass with his friend Zach Shields, who is on guitar. Huh. You know, I like Ryan Gosling and everything, but I, he, he his vibe doesn't like reek like rock star, right? He's... He's been acting for a long time. Uh, Nickelodeon had a show called Are You Afraid of the Dark? 
and in the 90s. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, and he was a child's actor on that show. Ryan Gosling was? Ryan Gosling. Huh. Yeah, yeah, he's been acting for a long time, so I, w- I wonder if he's been playing music this entire time. That's interesting. That's a very good question. Huh. I, I, uh, Ryan, Ryan he, the guy's so good looking. I, yeah. Now he's got to take bass, too. Yeah. Leave that to the people. Leave the, leave, I mean, leave us, like, us, us normal-looking folks usually, need to... And it's a, a, like, bass is what us ugly guys have. <laughs> like, this is what we, the, please don't take this from us. Uh, Gary Sinise. Uh, I knew that, too. Oh, you did? Yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, you know, Gary Sinise is Lieutenant Dan, which happens to be the name of his band. Yeah, I, the Lieutenant Dan band. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard that. Yeah, that band does a, a lot of performances in support of uh, our troops and disabled vets, which is just great. And uh, the videos I've seen, he is just funking out on the bass. It's like a, it's a pretty high-energy party band, which is really cool. Do you think Ryan Gosling should have uh, named his band La La Land, or, or maybe Keanu should have been like, in the Matrix, or well, should those guys have used their character names or something to like uh, get their publicity going? What's your right. take? <laughs> well, I mean, licensing issues would probably prevent you from calling yeah, the Neo, Matrix. What was his character? Neo. Neo, yeah. yeah you can call it, it Neo. That'd be lame. That would be lame. It's like kind of like having a, a your own, you're wearing your own band t-shirt to a show. I've done that Your once. Own show. I did that once. Yeah, but it, it's not like it's not like you're. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are, but like you know, you're not Dave Grohl going up on stage right now wearing a Foo Fighter shirt. Would I think have... well, the, Gary Sinise is such an everyman. Yeah, everyone. You always have those actors who play. They have that that everyman <laughs> right. kind of a look. So Gary Sinise is like. Oh, yeah, he was in that one. Oh, and he was in that one. I forgot how many movies he was actually in. So yeah. maybe that's why he has the whole the connection with Lieutenant Dan thing. How about Kenny G? What if Kenny G wore a Kenny G T-shirt? I don't even think Kenny G should. Well, I won't talk about the things I don't think Kenny G should okay. do. All right. Uh, so there's some other guys in here. Malcolm Jamal Warner. And then um, the, uh, the 800-pound gorilla in the room of actors who play instruments is... Steven Seagal? No, but that would be great. <laughs> is he in a like in, in a Russian heavy metal band now? Because no, he's it, a, he's like a blues nut. Oh, Steven Seagal, he is. He is. He's, a, he's yeah. a huge blues nut. I don't. I've actually never heard him play. I just I know that uh, CBS, NBC, somebody in in the in the early two thousands, late nineties did a piece, a little puff piece on Steven Seagal and his collection of guitars. <laughs> I collect guitars because I'm a serious player and, I'm, and I love guitar and I play all kinds of different music. <laughs> anyway, so the 800-pound grill in the room is uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's known mostly for guitar, obviously. Um Apparently playing slide with o- Oasis. That's an interesting one. Uh, hmm. A little acoustic guitar in the in the movie Chocolat. Johnny Depp in the delicious comedy that feels as good as it tastes. Chocolat. I'm man enough to admit that it's it's a good movie. I like the movie. It's a bit of a romantic-y kind of movie, and Johnny, Johnny Depp's in it. But uh, you know what it is? It's got a lot of that, like, Gypsy Jazz, Django Reinhardt stuff in okay. it. And as soon as you play anything Gypsy Jazz, I'm just like, sucker. Sure. I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm in it. Well, I think he was in a band with, uh, was it Joe Perry, too? Yeah, and Joe, Joe Perry, Perry and, and Alice Cooper, Alice I guess. Cooper. Um, so, and then, but apparently he, 
Shocker has a large collection of bases. I mean, if I had Johnny Depp's money, I'd have a large collection of probably everything you could think of. Uh, like, uh, let's see, what would I have? I'd have like 50 scuba flippers, probably. I'd, I'd probably have like 12 wetsuits, maybe. 12, only 12? Yeah, maybe 12. I don't know. A bunch of surfboards, even though I don't surf anymore because my knees don't work. I don't know. So, yeah, we got Johnny Depp. Anyway, you know, whatever on him. A couple things that are going on this week. Uh, Jeremy and I are going to play a, uh, a performance for a bunch of people for the Kentucky Derby. Apparently, the, uh, the unofficial theme song is uh, Run for the Roses by Dan Fogelberg. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because is it the rose wreath that goes around the horse? Yeah, yeah. I think Jerry Garcia actually did a version of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're doing that. It'll be interesting. Actually, this was one of the topics I don't know if we're going to have to get into, but one of the things I want to talk about is so we're doing some songs about horses. So I was looking up, like, how many songs are there about horses? And, you know, a couple of classics come to name Wild Horses. Wild Horses. Wild horse. Okay. horse with no name. Horse with no name. Okay. And there are other. Uh, <laughs> there, we, we, we've there's a Lyle Lovett song which I love is where he's uh, my pony on the on the boat. It's, it takes two things I love, horses and boats, and merge it together. I'll play that in a little bit here. Let's talk about wild horses. Here's a thing that burns my bridges. And tell and let me know if I'm being crazy old man again. Who wrote the song called Wild Horses? Hmm. Rolling Stones? Well, imagine it's not the Rolling Stones. It's not. You know who That's put a out thing. a song called Wild Horses? Dolly Parton. No, close. Garth Brooks. Okay. Right. Uh, and in this one, he's like, oh, he's really Garth Brooks-y. Like, he's really over the top being Garth Brooks. And I like Garth Brooks. But this version of this song, I think, just sucks. If you have a song that you're going to write, and it's about a guy like, I'm doing the rodeo, and my wife's not happy about it, whatever. I dig it. Don't call it Wild Horses, okay? There, It's, oh, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to write like this little instrumental, and I'm going to call it YYZ. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, you've duped people. Yeah. You've duped. And you know who else did that? Ed Sheeran. He's in the news, too. Ed Sheeran. Yep. And he's in the So he got off the hook with the, his, you know, his lawsuit with um, Marvin Gaye's family. Which he should not have. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm putting my opinion out there. You? Okay, um, let's, uh, let's go there. Let's he go should, there. no. He, I, he sh, that's, that's wrong. It's the, it's the song. It's the song, and there's no there's no fan of Ed Sheeran's that would agree with me until I who who I have a I have a young student who they love Ed Sheeran. I said, "Oh, did you hear about that whole business?" And like, "Yeah, I don't know really too much about it." I go, "Listen to this." They go, "Oh wow, this is really good." I go, "Yeah, this is this is Marvin Gaye." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. "Do you know why you like it so much?" Let's listen to this. Oh wow, that sounds really. It's the same song. Yeah, so I'm with you, although when I went to music business and technology school, um, one of the things that we had to learn, this is why I want to get a friend of ours who's an attorney on the show. According to the copyright law, and it may have changed, but the only thing that you actually can copyright is lyrics and melody. And also arrangements. Arrangements can be copyrighted, too. But chord progressions can't. Sure. Drum beats can't. Vibes can't. And... I don't. I have to say, I personally haven't formulated opinion, but obviously, you, you feel that it. Yeah, for all those who don't know, Ed Sheeran, uh, there's a, the 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 lawsuit in question here is uh, that he lifted almost everything except for the lyrics from Marvin Gaye's "Let's Get It On." Right. Uh, when you listen to it, I, and what's the name of the Ed Sheeran song now? I can't even. This is this, this is how far I've put it out of my brain. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't. 
Uh, yeah, no, no. It's, I'll play it because I'll research it. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think everybody out there in Radio Land should just be the judge. Listen to the two songs and 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 be the judge. And do you, do you think that that this song really sounds like it was lifted from this? And do you, if so, if it was intentional and all all of that. You have to realize that Ed Sheeran is not the only person that's in the in the mix here. We've got a lot of other smart people in the room that are running around, producers and recording engineers and such. Yeah, and nobody said... Uh, and nobody stopped to say... So, so here's the thing. I think then it's really on purpose, right? So like, let, let's pretend like we're nobodies. Well, no bad... No, there's no such thing as... Well, <laughs> right. I, I don't have to pretend, Jason. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we just go and rip off, I don't know, walk this way. Sure. And then we just kind of change a little bit. And then it's popular. We make a lot of money. And then we get sued. At that point, doesn't matter. Who cares? Take all the money. Literally, take it all the money. I don't care because now I'll do something else and now I can do it. You know, I read an article. I, did we talk about this? I don't know if I talked about this on the air. I read an article. Do you know how much P. Diddy is paying? Speaking of the good thing, you know how much he pays him every day? For you told me this, but go ahead. I want to hear. $5,000 a day. For, uh, for, yeah, for P. Diddy's thing back in the day yeah. of uh, every, every breath you take. S- yes. Stealing every breath you take. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I guess to pay off his settlement, five grand a day. I mean, are you, what? Here's the thing. I'm not convinced, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on Ed Sheeran's case a little bit, and I could be wrong, Ed. If you're upset, you can call me. We can come <laughs> talk about it. But you, did, you also titled a song that you never should have titled. Ah, uh, yeah, the other thing. I, I mean, if anybody who knows me is going to know this one's really going to get under my skin. Pete entitled the song, another very famous song title that already exists. Uh, go ahead. Galway Girl. Yes. So, Galway Girl is written by an American, Mr. Steve Earle, one of my favorite artists, and... Subsequently, he's, there were recordings of him doing it live in Ireland, and it's a great song. There's no way Ed Sheeran doesn't know of the existence of this song. I, I just find that hard to believe. Don't name a song that way. And, and I'm not saying Ed does this and other people, but I think some other people do. Like, a real jerky thing is you could write a song, like Wild Horses, and title it. And now, when you go to, like, Spotify or wherever, and you search it, it's like, oh, here's a song called Wild Horses. Maybe you inadvertently click on it, and it's... Med Fleeman's version of of whatever song, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, don't do that. I mean, if you don't, right? Yeah. I, I, I Google, if, if I'm going to title something, I Google it. If I come up with a band name, you know, the, the Flaming Chocolate Popcorns or whatever, the first thing I'm going to do is be like, I'm going to Google, Google oh, it. Yeah, okay, yeah, make this sure is no like one else not has a it. new, hey, have you heard of this new venture Google? It's been around a while, yeah. right? If I'm going to release a record and I'm going to, or a song, and I'm going to put a title... I'm going to freaking Google it to make sure somebody else doesn't have it, right? Because, like, I fancy myself a creative person. Not that I am, but I fancy myself that. So I want to be unique and have – am I ranting? Am I, I'm ranting, No, right? you're not ranting. I mean, it's – it's. I think there's some – you know what it is? You know what bothers you about it? But you just said you, you fancy yourself uh, a creative type, an artist, if you will. And you're genuine. You don't want to be disingenuine. That's the thing. If you're being disingenuous about – the point of reference or 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 the style or even just something as simple as a song title it's like uh i know you knew what you were doing if you happen to pick that i was looking up for a student who wanted to learn i had to recall the chord progression so i look up don't stop believing and i'm, and I'm pulling the chords up on this particular application on my phone i'm not going to say which one and like the first one I, I don't don't quote me on this i can't remember who it was but i'll just say pink it wasn't pink but 
Pink comes up, Don't Stop Believing. It's like, does, don't we all know the Don't Stop Believing that we're all questioning here? And it yeah. was somebody else. It wasn't Pink, but it was another artist who I did recognize. I'm like, I'm not looking for this version. No. I'm looking for the only Don't Stop Believing that exists. Yeah, right, Sherry? Sure, this song called Don't Stop Believing, I'm Coming Back to You, Baby. Parentheses. You, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, use the parenthetical. That's yes. a great word. Disingenuous. Mm. And that's what... Got my goat about the AI thing in the beginning on the writing thing. You know what I mean? It's like disingenuous to be like, hey, by the way, everybody, big disclaimer. This show today was uh, created by AI and I'm just a big wanker and I'm just reading it. So you think I'm cool. Like, oh, I'm going to punch that kid. I'm going to find the (laughs) thing of him doing so you can see. I want to punch him. Where your lack of creativity ends, AI sort of begins. All right, so wait, hold on a second. Elliot, what do you think of the idea of a machine or a program creating music for you? It's called a computer. Well, yes, that's, well, yeah, 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 that's yeah, the yeah. whole point. But, but, but its existence, does it, does it, are, you, are you happy about its existence? Coming from a time when there was no such thing and all music was created by humans and there was never an idea that there would ever be a machine that synthetically made music for us. Well, there's always been a machine because you had to record on something. It didn't make the music, though. Oh, no, no. But without a doubt, I come from the school of part of the perfection is imperfection. Well, and, when, yeah. and when you take every little thing out of it with a, with a machine or you record it with a machine to put you in pitch, it seems very, very vanilla. Mm, right. Okay. And, he brought up a great point, though, right, that I didn't even think about. When you had a, a tape, reel-to-reel tape deck and you could punch in and out, was that then cheating are you taking music and being like okay i'm playing the song i screwed up i'm gonna fix like this goes back to like the 1950s we were able to go in and fix things to make them less human technically so is ai a natural progression of that sure i don't know when punching it became a thing and somebody who's an audio recording historian could probably tell me better but i it is all too often that i have been involved in projects that involved me listening to old 50s recordings, so all the 50s tribute work that I've done, and uh, there are mistakes. And I think it was just, there was somebody behind the glass going, you know what, that was good enough, time is money. And uh, yeah. and that mistake lives on. Um, so I think, I don't know when Is there one that sticks out that we could play? Is there anything in a recording that really sticks out? Um, yeah. If you listen to uh, a very famous Buddy Holly song called Every Day, um, the bass line is all over the place. It's just not together. And there's also some pretty famous um, rhythmic things and bass things and, and you name it that have happened on Elvis recordings. Just find one. It's, it's like, nope, we've got... We record this live. We're not going to go back and fix it. But when punching in, I think maybe the idea was that as whether if it's perfection they're shooting for, I think what the idea is that we're shooting for a product and we want our product to be really good. So, yeah, we're going to maybe a mistake was made. We're going to fix it. And and once we do, it won't be you'll never hear the mistake again. But we're also putting out a product. It's kind of like we're selling this widget and we need some noise to go behind it or I'm going to shake my booty on the TikTok and I need some music to do it to. Doesn't matter what the music is, I'm just shaking my booty and I'm gonna get a lot of views. Thanks everybody for listening. And with that being said, thank you very much. This is Jason. I'm Jeremy. And we are from the music store. Jeremy, tell them, don't be disingenuous. Tell everybody how they can find out more about us. Oh, sure. Not only on WBNJ 91.9, you can find us where anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, what would it be? We have uh, Pandora. Yeah. Uh, where else? We're on Apple. Uh, Apple. Spotify. Spotify. YouTube. Yes. 
somewhere in India. We, we do have some Indian listeners. We have a, some listeners in France. We have listeners in the UK. And Canada, hi, Canada. people. Hey, hi. Thank you, you for your, yes. uh, your patronage. Go to our website. Uh, from themusicstore.com. Yep. All of our episodes are there as well. Please hit us up. There's a contact form there. We are always anxious to hear what our listeners have to say. Thank you very much. We will see you next week.